and welcome to Knowing the Way. This is where we do our best to make Jesus Christ clear and visible through words of love and encouragement. I'm your host, Minister Greg. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I pray that our next few minutes together in the Word of God will equip you for good success in your everyday life. There's a powerful topic that we want to talk about today, a topic that's touching our whole nation and not even our nation, but the entire world. And that is the topic of healing and a healing from within what's happened with the coronavirus and with the systemic racism that has reared its ugly head. We found out that what we thought was healed, what we thought was a surgery was actually a Band-Aid. What we thought was healed is actually still festering. It's still poisonous. You know, we've all been hurt or injured at one time or another, you know, and some of it was physical, maybe some of it even emotional. We had to see a doctor. We had to see a surgeon, whatever the wound was, however the wound happened, we had to have it taken care of. Maybe not a doctor or a surgeon. Maybe we had to see a therapist. Maybe we had needed physical Uh, therapy. Maybe we needed that type of training. Maybe we needed mental stimulation. Maybe we needed to go see somebody to help us talk out whatever that caused that injury. But whatever it was, ask yourself a question. Was there a scar left where the injury occurred? It might be visible. It may not be visible. Most of us have the ones that you can see. And it reminds us of a mistake in judgment or a bad decision. Some of those scars, tangible and intangible, are covered up because we don't want anybody to know about them. Yet, people can still see them because of the choices and the values that we make. They're often influenced by that trauma. The values that we have, the places we go, the things we say, and the things we do, they're often influenced and guided by the effects of that trauma from the hurt or from the injury. But God wants you, God wants me to put his word in our hearts so that we can receive healing from those wounds and move forward in the assignment that he has for our lives. There's something that God wants you and I to do in the earth realm. There's an assignment for us. And this exposure of systemic racism, this coronavirus going around, these two diseases impacting both our physical and our emotional bodies, our emotional being. And God has a plan for us. These viruses, the virus of COVID-19 and the virus of racism are actually trying to keep us from being effective in the kingdom of God because they affect your body. They affect your behavior. They affect the way you live and the way you move. And God wants us to do some great things for him. But if we are poisoned, infected by either one of these viruses, racism or COVID-19, we will not be able to move forward. And let me say this. Racism is not just a white person's disease. I know some African-Americans. I know some black folk who are racist. But let's move on. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. It says, my son, listen to my words. Turn your ear to my sayings. Do not let them leave your eyes. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Verse 23. Keep your heart pure, for out of it 
on the important things of life. You know, they say that that COVID-19, the, the coronavirus impacts your breathing. And if you can't breathe, if it impacts your lung capacity, if it impacts the way you take in air, then your body's not going to function properly. And eventually those parts of your body that need air, your heart needs the oxygen to keep pumping blood. And yet racism is also a disease of the heart. It's a disease that turns a man's heart cold towards another human being just because of the color of their skin. But did you notice that in the, the 23rd verse of that Proverbs 4 scripture, it says, keep your heart pure for out of it flows the issues of life or the important things of life. That's what we've got to do. We've got to keep our hearts pure. We've got to keep them pure. And we, that means we have to have proper motives. We have to love each other in spite of what color you are. We have to. And if you've been hurt by somebody, then there's healing that God can give us. He just said it. Do not let his words leave your eyes. Keep them in the center of your heart. The word of God he's talking about. For they are life to those who find them and healing for their whole body. Now, I understand what people are trying to do. I understand what the lawmakers are saying. I understand what the protesters are saying. They are marching for rights. Systemic racism. It's, it's, it's long overdue. They're marching for rights. I understand what people are saying about the coronavirus. They want to get back out and get back to normal. They've got cabin fever. They miss being social. They miss being sociable. I'm sorry. They miss be interacting with other people. Uh, and, and I get it. But we have got to be healed first. We've got to be healed in order to go back into the public and socialize. And we've got to be healed in order for transformation to take place where there once was racism and division. We've got to be healed. And it doesn't start with just a corporation. It doesn't start with a small business. It doesn't even start with a church. It starts with you and me. It starts with me if I have those feelings changing my mindset. You know, I wasn't a big fan of the stay at home order, but I understood why it was implemented because I needed to stay at home so that I didn't poison anybody else if I was a carrier of the coronavirus. And we got to look at racism the same way. If I'm a carrier, I could poison, influence someone else, and I may not even know I'm doing it. But there's healing from all of that. And the healing starts within. The healing starts in me, in you. If you want things to change, if you want transformation to take place, whether it's the coronavirus or racism, it starts with me. It starts with you. And it starts with healing for our whole body that comes from the word of God. But what are some of the things that can cause these scars, these wounds, these injuries from this racism, from the coronavirus, from anything in life? Maybe a neglected parent, maybe uh, left out of a promotion, maybe overlooked and and unappreciated by family. What causes some of these things? Well, number one, what causes it is anger and anger is when someone hurts you. When someone does something to you, you're angry. I'm angry. And our response is anger. 
when someone hurts me intentionally, I'm angry. I'm mad. But God's word says in Ephesians chapter four, verse 26, that if I am angry, don't let it become sin. Get over your anger before the day is finished. Why does he say that? Oh, you saying just get over it, brother Greg. Greg, you're just saying that I got to forget that they hurt me. I'm not saying that. And the word of God isn't saying that. What it's saying is that when someone hurts you, deal with the anger, but don't allow it to change who you are in God. Don't allow it to transform you into the same person that hurt you. Because it's obvious if that individual hurt you intentionally, then they knew what they were doing and they succeeded in what they attempted to do was to make you feel bad. But if I make them feel bad, then it's just a vicious cycle. But if I show them love and I'm not saying it's easy, I'm not saying it's it's uh, just uh, like making a pie and, and it's just that simple. But what I'm saying is I have to get over the anger because if I don't, it will grow in me like a cancer. That anger will stay in me and stay in me. And every time I see that individual, I'm mad and I get even more mad every time I see them. We have to take the word of God. We just read it in Proverbs. Keep the word in our hearts. They are are life to those who find them and they bring healing to the body. The healing for anger is in the word of God. Get over the anger before the day is done. If you got to talk it out, talk it out. If you got to run some laps, if you got to do some push-ups, if you got to hit a punching bag, do whatever it takes to get that anger out of you. Do not let it fester. Do not let it stay there. If you can, talk to the individual. Now, the hurt may have been unintentional. That's even a better way and a better reason to talk to the individual. Hey, I didn't like what you said. I didn't like what you had done. I'm hurt by that. You know, they may not have realized that they hurt you. So let's not assume that every time we feel anger from somebody's response or somebody's actions, that it was intentional. And that's how we can get over it before the day is finished. God didn't say get over it all together. He didn't say, uh, just let, you know, turn around and hit me another cheek. He said, get over it before the day is finished and don't allow it to cause you to sin. So we talked about anger when someone hurts you. What about guilt when you hurt someone else. You know, I've done some things and I look back over my life and I'm really, really, I I mean, I felt really guilty about what I had done. I felt really guilty about some of the moves I made. And yet God had forgiven me. God had forgiven me. Now I got to forgive me. Now I got to forget about it. I got to go make amends. Leviticus chapter six, verse seven says before the Lord, the religious leader will pay the price for him for whatever he did that made him guilty and he will be forgiven. Now, in this case, we're reading from Leviticus. So we know in the Old Testament that the priests would go and take an offering to God. Before the Lord, the religious leader or the high priest would pay the price for him, that individual, for whatever he did that made him guilty. He and he will be forgiven. We are, you and me, we're forgiven by Jesus Christ because Jesus 
paid the price so that our sins could be forgiven. We have no reason on this earth to walk around with guilt. We have no reason in this world to keep uh, guilt weighing over us of something that happened in our past. Jesus has forgiven us for that. So if we turn it over to him, if we release that anguish and that guilt to Jesus, when we accepted him as Lord and Savior, he washed our sins away and everything we did that we were guilty of, he took it upon himself on Calvary's cross. And when he saved us, when we accepted him as Lord and Savior and he saved us, man, he took that away. All the guilt, all the shame, Jesus took it away. Which brings up the next point, shame. Anger is when someone hurts me. Guilt is when I hurt someone and shame is when I hurt myself. Shame is when I do something and I'm just embarrassed about it. Shame is when I can't pick my head up to look you or you in the eye because I know I'm guilty. Guilt and shame are running buddies. You can't have one without the other. But thanks be to God that we can realize guilt and shame are not our friends and we don't have to partake in them. Job chapter 27 verse 6 says, I hold on to what is right and good and will not let it go. My heart does not put me to shame for any of my days. My heart does not put me to shame for any of my days because I hold on to what is right and what is good. What is right is the word of God and who is good? God himself. So when we hold on to that, when we hold on to the word of God and God himself, we can put away all guilt and all shame. And we don't have to worry about it for any of our days because God will keep us. He'll keep us in what is right and what is good. So let's think about a couple of things. Number one, the way we think affects the way we act. That's why we've got to believe in the healing. We've got to receive it. We've got to have confidence in the healing that comes from the word of God because the way we think affects the way we act. So if we don't believe we're healed, guilt and shame and anger will always be a part of our lives. And I don't mean that we'll never get angry again if we trust the word of God. But now we've been told how to deal with anger. But if we continue to let it fester, if we continue to absorb the guilt and the shame of something we've already been forgiven of, then, the, then it's not a, a healing. It's just a Band-Aid over an open wound. But when we accept what God has done, it's like surgery. It's like the healing on the inside is taking place. Next, we must watch what we allow to come into our heart. We read it. Out of our heart flows the issues of life. We got to watch what we allow to come into our heart. The books we read, the music we listen to, the people we hang around, the things we say, the things we listen to. We've got to be careful what we allow to come into our hearts. Because it'll have a tremendous impact on our lives and it'll show in our behavior. If I don't believe I'm healed, I won't act like I'm healed. I'll keep singing, woe is me. I'm just a wretch undone. Jesus paid the price so that we wouldn't be wretches anymore. That we would be children of the kingdom, heirs and joint heirs with him. And then fear will make us ignorant to the truth and cause eternal internal pain.
Fear will make us ignorant to the truth and it will cause internal pain. Fear will cause you to hurt on the inside. Fear will always cause you to be uncomfortable. Fear will always hinder your healing. But we know that perfect love casts out fear. We're getting ready to read it. John, 1 John 4, 18. For there is no fear in love. Perfect love puts fear out of our hearts. Perfect love puts fear out of our hearts. And there's no more perfect love than the love that comes from God. There's no more perfect love than that good and powerful love that comes from God. You know, we got to allow God's word to be the primary influence in our lives. We got to be led by the Holy Spirit. We got to allow God's word to be the primary influence in our lives because we need to be led by God in everything, everything that we do. And we can find healing, strength and power in the word of God and in the presence of God. When it comes to healing, there are survivors and then there are overcomers. Now, a survivor continues to live after a traumatic experience, but they may only exist in the world. We've heard of World War survivors. We've heard of the 9-11 survivors. We've heard of the Vietnam War survivors, cancer survivors. And a lot of them, their quality of life may be diminished. They're alive, but they may not know they're in the world. But an overcomer is someone who has beaten the odds in trauma and they continue to grow and excel in life. Jesus is the healing that we need to come overcome our wounds and to live this life with excellence. God's plan for us is to have an abundance. But first, we've got to receive the healing from anger, guilt and shame that has trying to impact our lives. When we allow God's word to enter our hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, we can live free from the bondage of hurt and face every day with the liberty of freedom that comes from knowing Jesus Christ. You and I can walk in such great power that God himself will be glorified and honored in our lives. And people will see we have healing from within. And they'll see, they'll know that we have the victory from that healing. And then we can begin to heal others. That's the important thing. It's not just having healing for ourselves. You know, there's a saying that hurting people hurt people. And I believe that if that's the case, then the reverse is true. Healed people can heal people. But I can't heal you and you can't heal me if I don't have the tools that, to experience healing myself. My healing, your healing is a testimony to the hurting that Jesus Christ can come into their life and heal them from within with great power, great love and build them up so that they can honor God with their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, my time is up. Thank you again for listening today. Hey, please click the subscribe button. That way you'll get notifications of new podcast episodes. And, you know, you can also like, comment and share on the Knowing the Way Facebook and Instagram page. And if you really want to get in touch with us, write to us at KTWM96 at Yahoo.com. That's KTWM96 at Yahoo.com. Be glad to hear from you. And we really look forward to it. So until next time, my friends, may God bless you and keep you. 
May his face shine upon you and may God be gracious to you. May God grant you favor and give you peace in Jesus' name. And always remember this, you are loved.